Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Welcome to the show, guys. Glad to have you along. Make sure, if you get the chance to, if you haven't, to subscribe to the Newsmax Daily on Apple Podcasts today. And if you would, leave a five-star review. That would be huge. Getting a lot of great reviews. Obviously, people like what's happening on the show. It is uh, different than other conservative talk out there. It is uh, informative, funny, and uh, motivational. Occasionally. Occasionally. So Joe Biden yesterday was at the uh, the GM plant, and he drove a 2022 Edition 1 model of the electric Hummer. And it goes on sale this fall with a price tag of $112,000. So uh, here is the, the president, supposedly, of the middle class Joe, uh, Joe, Lunchbox Joe, or whatever the hell they call him. Um, and he's driving around a $112,000 Hummer. Uh, the president is supposed to be, uh, you know, Lunchbox Joe and all this stuff. But um, who's going to get these cars? It's either going to be the government buying the cars, or it is going to be the uh, 1%. The one percenters, those are the ones who can afford the cars. Those are the ones that can afford the cars. The Hummer, the Hummer, the Tesla. I see a lot of Teslas around uh, around town. Not a big fan of the Tesla. You know, kind of cool. It looks like it's got a giant iPad in the middle of the, the dash there, you know, and it, it drives real fast, you know, but just, I don't know. I, you know, there's something about if I want to drive to California, having to stop and charge it for hours. You know, that's just not, I'm kind of the guy I like to get in the car and just drive, just drive and, and stop at a gas station like I did this morning and fill up with $52 of gas that cost 32 when uh, Donald Trump was in office. Uh, but anyway, here is uh, President Biden yesterday at the GM plant uh, talking about his build black better, build black better, uh, build back better, I should say, uh, and uh, go, actually going after the CEO of the company because she doesn't pay enough tax. If you're one of the millions of Americans who's paying around $1,000 a month for your insulin, for example, my Build Back Better plan will make sure that we change that, too, because it means that no one will pay more than $35 a month for the insulin. Well, you see, he actually canceled a Trump plan with regard to insulin right at the beginning of his presidency, you may recall, and it caused insulin prices to skyrocket, and he was tone deaf to it. We're going to lower costs for prescription drugs across the board, allowing them to negotiate prices. Is this about roads and bridges? I mean, are you hearing anything about bridges? Lowering the cost of daycare, elder care, housing, health care, prescription We're going to lower price of everything. We're blowing out. We're having a socialist blowout sale, ladies and gentlemen. That's what the plan does. My plan meets the moment of climate change as well. And one more thing. What is the one more thing? It's fully paid for. Fully, fully paid. It and you are fully, fully high. Does not increase the deficit one single cent. You are a lying liar who lies. As a matter of fact, it reduced the deficit according to the experts. Oh, dear Lord. And again, no one in America earning less than $400,000 will pay a single penny more in federal taxes. Okay, there he is. He's doing the Grandpa Simpson, uh, yeah, raising his voice and yelling for no reason. We're already, uh, we're already paying more. And you say, well, how are you doing that, Joe? Well, I'll tell you what, real simple. I come from the corporate capital of the world. More corporations incorporated in my state of Delaware than all states combined. 
And guess what? Really? They ain't paying enough. They ain't paying enough. Sorry, Mary. But here's the deal. Yeah, by the way, uh, Mary makes like 25 million bucks a year. Uh, yeah, Mary makes $23 million a year. $23 million a year, two time, 200 times the medium income of its workers, by the way. Now, here's something kind of interesting. Uh, maybe you, you didn't realize, and I haven't heard it on, on any other talk shows, but uh, Joe Biden is going to convert the government fleet approximately um, 645,000 vehicles. Now, this includes vehicles that are not electric, not available electric, um, dump trucks, uh, things like that. It's not just cars and trucks. It's not. There are other vehicles not available in electric, not available at all. But he's going to do that. So there you got 645,000 electric vehicles that Americans aren't going to buy, but the government is going to buy. Nancy Pelosi, you may recall, bought $1 million worth of Tesla shares just days before the Biden administration announced plans to replace all of the vehicles uh, in the government fleet with electric vehicles. Here's the announcement. Nancy's husband bought $1 million worth of Tesla just a couple days before. Today's executive order, combined with the Buy American executive order I signed on Monday, we're going to harness the purchasing power of the federal government to buy. There you go. It's, it's harnessing the power of the federal government, which is a WPA program. It's not anything for the American's consumer. Clean, zero-emission vehicles that are made and sourced by union workers right here in America. Uh-huh, and there's the payoff to the unions, the payoff to the unions, of course. With everything I just mentioned, this will mean one million new jobs in the American automobile industry. One million. Yeah, one million jobs. So there you go, in the automobile industry. Um, doubting that, but you know, uh, Paul Pelosi, who runs an investment firm, bought 25 call options on Tesla stock with a price of $500 and an expiration day of, of March 18, 2020. He spent between 500 and a million dollars on them on December the uh, 2nd. And then uh, a little bit later, obviously, uh, Joe Biden already had in the works that he was going to replace all the uh, America's vehicles uh, in the government fleet with electric vehicles. Isn't that weird? Isn't that funny? Oh, by the way, Nancy Pelosi in 2018 was worth $120 million. In 2021, she's worth around three. $300 million. So, combined with the Buy American executive order I signed on Monday, we're going to harness the purchasing power of the federal government to buy clean, zero emission vehicles that are made and sourced by union workers right here in America. There you go. So, it is a definite union payoff. Uh, vehicles that most Americans really don't want or can't afford, okay, about 3% of vehicle sales in 2020. Uh, to 2021, about 3% are electric vehicles, largely because of the inconvenience of having to charge the electric vehicle. Uh, hybrids can be pretty cool. I got to tell you, I, I, you know, hybrids can be pretty cool. Like they've got a new Toyota Tundra. That's a hybrid. I don't know what the mileage is, but it had to be better than the previous one because it got the gas mileage of an aircraft carrier. But that's what it is, guys. Uh, now we've got the government going in to prop up a bunch of vehicles that Americans aren't buying and spending billions and billions and billions of our tax money on it. But here we go again. Here we go again. And what's going to happen is, uh, and this is classic fashion, uh, the union cronies are going to get big paydays. And the, uh, the, you know, the, honestly, GM without the government would be out of business. Let's move on to Kamala Harris, shall we? So Jen Psaki says that the reason why Kamala Harris is struggling is because she's uh, a person of color and a woman. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, new survey here that 75% of Americans say Kamala Harris has failed at the southern border. Okay. 
the Trafalgar group did this. 74.9% say Kamala Harris has done a poor job at the border with the southern border crisis, um, which means she hasn't done anything. But the funny thing is, she has done what the administration asked her to do, which is nothing. Nothing. Act like you're doing something. Don't do anything. Maybe you did that in class when you were a kid. You know, you kind of act like you're working on something. Or maybe, like when I was a kid, I used to have a trumpet, and I, I would sit upstairs and watch um, on the TV. I'd like a little TV show like Gilligan's Island after school and just kind of tweet through the trumpet like I was Trump, you know, so my mom would hear it. But I really wasn't practicing. I was just watching TV. Uh, anyway, so that, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what she does. That's kind of what she does. 80.3 independents, 93.7% of Republicans, 55% of Democrats say that she is not doing a job. She's doing a terrible job on the border. These numbers signal clearly that the American people see Vice President Harris' management of the southern border crisis as an unmitigated disaster. The Biden administration is bungling this crisis beyond what most people could have imagined. This is according to Mark Meckler, president of the Convention of States. Once again, the solution is uh, strong leadership from governors and state legislators who care about their constituents and are not confused as to who is in charge, the people who voted them into office, and um, she isn't doing the job. She's saying that she's looking for the root causes while walking by the root causes. <laughs> you know, I wanna, I'm going to go to the, the Northern Triangle. No, that's not the problem. You see, there's a border right down there between the U.S. and Mexico. That's the problem. And Donald Trump had stemmed 85% of the illegal immigration uh, during his presidency with a variety of policies, including building a wall and a stay in Mexico, remain in Mexico policy. Border patrol apprehensions are up 500%. Border patrol facilities are beyond capacity. But the reason why Americans think she's doing a bad job is because uh, we're all racist and sexist. After there were stories about her this weekend that mentioned low approval ratings, allegations of staff problems, some of her allies have attributed this to sexism. Do you think she is receiving more criticism because she's the first woman and first woman of color to serve? As so that means 55% of Democrats are uh, racist and sexist. Vice President? Yes. Criticism from the outside? Absolutely. I do think that it has uh, been uh, easier uh, and harsher. Uh, from some in the right wing uh, who have gone after her because she is the first woman, the first woman of color. Oh, boo, frickety who. You know, when you go to racism and sexism as your argument, you've already lost the argument. When Barack Obama became the president, I was in Washington, D.C. I was proud of the country to have elected uh, a black man to the presidency, just not that black man. Uh, so, nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. Here are one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons why Kamala Harris is unpopular. Here she is talking about how all of the suffering that Americans have gone through with COVID, from government restrictions, by the way, all self-imposed on the American people, uh, they're actually an opportunity. We are gathered today at a pivotal moment in our shared history. We are nearly two years into the pandemic, and there's been so much loss lives and livelihoods and a loss of normalcy and nobody in washington dc has skipped a beat nobody in washington dc has lost anything at all. what high profile uh, politician in congress died of covid last year anybody anybody but the pandemic has also presented us with an opportunity the pandemic has <laughs> there you go never let a crisis go to waste shined a light on the long-standing fractures and fissures in our systems and in our structures. And I believe that we have an opportunity now 
to transform our nation. There you go. And it's through, uh, you know, uh, build back better nonsense. Maybe I need help with uh, Kamala Harris's image building, you know? Like, like introducing you to this theme song here. Maybe it'll make you feel about her lack She's of... Bought a side, but won't go to the border. Her lack of leadership. From Mexico, she stays so very far. She doesn't seem to care about law and order. Kamala. Responsibility, she's always shirking. Maybe she's relaxing in some spa. <laughs> It's seldom that you'll ever see her working. No. Come along. She looks like she's working, but she's not. Come along. Come along. I know that it's a mystery. That Kamala, Kamala could somehow become the VP. You know she wants to move into the White House. She can't wait to become the left's new star. Disaster it would be. What a tragedy if somehow she became the president. Hillary has a better chance. Miss Kamala. Hey, yeah. That's done by Jim Gossett. Jim Gossett is a uh, terrific comedian and uh, song writer and singer and uh, parody writer, and we came up with that one together, and uh, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. George Stephanopoulos on, uh, well, this morning, I guess. It was this morning. This is hot off the presses. Interviewed uh, Kamala, and uh, Kamala's got a 28% approval rating just above psoriasis, and uh, George Stephanopoulos is doing his level best at throwing softballs at her and uh, trying to rebuild her image, but uh, it's a little too late. Good to be with you. Thank you, George. You know that as Americans are feeling pretty sour about the economy as we head into the holidays, it's going to cost more to drive home for Thanksgiving, more to put the turkey on the table, more to buy gifts for the kids at Christmas. What can you do about these high prices? How long is it going to take? Well, first of all, it's real, and it's, and it's rough. Uh, groceries, the cost of groceries has gone up. The cost of gas has gone up. And as wow, she is so in touch with the reality. This is all happening in the context of two years of a pandemic. Yeah, it's one of the highest true. priorities, actually, for the president and for me. And so we're dealing with this issue in a number of ways. Short term, we're having lots of meetings. Term, one of the issues is the supply chain. We're seeing a bottleneck, and we need to relieve that bottleneck. So we brought together everyone from the Teamsters to Target to say, hey, let's all bring everyone together, from the truckers to the folks who are moving product, and let's open up some of our major ports for work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. That's happening, and we're seeing no, great it, results. It, it's actually, no, it, it's not. Uh, and I've got a, a report a little bit later. Uh, uh, you know, when Joe Biden on October 3rd, he went out to L.A., and he said, open these ports and start working 24 hours a day and all that. And guess what? It's actually gotten worse. Joe Biden, like uh, in typical fashion of Joe Biden, he actually made the problem worse by proposing a solution. <laughs> it's just, it's just amazing. Here's there's a Kamala or Kamala or whatever uh, talking about inflation a little bit more. But as you know, several people, including Senator Manchin, who could be the key vote on Build Back Better, believe that the bill is actually going to make inflation worse. That's why they're holding back. Yeah, when you when you print money and you spend money you don't have, uh, the currency goes down and, uh, and inflation grows. So here's the thing. Talk to 17 Nobel laureates who are economists who actually have 
studied the issue. Talking point, ding, ding, ding. And have indicated that we're not looking at a, a, a contribution to inflation, but actually we're going to get prices down. In fact, this is uh, absolutely hilarious. And by the way, I'd like to see who those 17 Nobel laureates uh, voted for last election. In fact, Moody's and a number of others have said, listen, when you look at the numbers, the whole point about inflation and why it hurts us is because prices go up. With the build back Whoa, then, that is a ge- that is genius. Hold on, let me hear that again. Inflation and why it hurts us is because prices go up. Oh, that's why inflation hurts us. All right, let me write that down. Hold on a second. Inflation hurts us because prices go up. All right, that's a, write that down. Yeah. With the Build Back Better agenda, it's going to bring the cost down. Ah. We had a tough poll for the president this week at ABC News with the Washington. All right, let's talk about. Uh, the poll numbers, ladies and gentlemen, the poll numbers, what does she have to say about that? Shows that most Americans don't think the administration is keeping its promises. How do you explain that and how do you fix it? You know, George, at polls, they go up, they go down. But I think what is most important is that... Hunter Biden's a major poll watcher, just not, you know, that kind of poll. We remain consistent with what we need to do to deal with the issues that we're presented with at this moment. And so let's again look at what we accomplished. It's historic in nature. What? Historically bad. Uh, At least the biggest investment in infrastructure in a generation in America. And some of this stuff you'll see in the next few months. And some of this you're going to see in the next perhaps couple of years. Eight months ago. There you go. Okay, so we're trying to solve the problem right now with a solution that will take uh, until he's out of office to even begin to address. Let's talk about uh, why she has a 75% disapproval of her handling of the border. We learned that in the past year, had the highest number of illegal border crossings since they started to be recorded in 1960. What are you doing to turn that around? How long will it take? This should be good. This should be good. Well, it's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch. Yeah, you could. You actually could. And make it better. Um, The reality is that we inherited a system, an immigration system, that was deeply broken. No, the the only reason they say that, just real quick, is that the detention facilities that were at the border were inadequate. If you bring two million people in deliberately in one year, that's how it was broken. So it was working fine. 85% of illegal crossings had dropped. 85%. uh, There were plenty of room at detention facilities. And Joe Biden opened up the border. And the crisis they talk about is not enough room for the millions they're ushering in. And it's requiring us to actually put it back together in terms of creating a fair um, process that is effective and efficient. But on the root causes piece... Here we go. This is going to drift off into nothing land. What we're looking at is that, you know, frankly, people don't want to leave home, George. And when they do, it's one of two reasons. They're fleeing some kind of harm. Or to stay at home, they just simply cannot satisfy the basic needs of their family. And that all of a sudden just happened on uh, January the 20th of, uh, of 2021. Uh, yeah. It all just happened then. You know, what I've said to third world countries is, how about making your country suck less? How about that? Just try, try that. Try that for a change. You're bleeding your most valuable resource across the border to another country. How about you look at the Constitution and go, huh, this has really kind of worked um, for a couple hundred years, uh, made it the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Maybe perhaps we should consider that. I don't know. 
I don't know. A little bit more from the insufferable, uh, commonly, in just a second. Then we're going to move into this idiotic waste of time in Congress, the censuring of uh, Representative Paul Gozar in just a couple. Uh, a little bit more on Kamala Harris with George Stephanopoulos this morning about getting things done. We're getting things done, and we're doing it together. So you don't feel misused or underused? No. She used to kind of dig that. I don't. I, I am very, very Sorry. excited about the work that we have accomplished, but I am also absolutely, absolutely clear-eyed that there is a lot more to do and we're going to get it done. You haven't done anything. The only thing you've done is screw up the economy, uh, jack up the price of gas, get us into a uh, major uh, bottleneck as far as the uh, supply chain is concerned, blow open the border. I mean, honestly, please stop doing what you're doing. If you are doing something, if you are doing something, uh, please stop. Just stop. And one more thing from Kamala uh, about 2024. Uh, she won't be the next president, by the way, and Joe Biden won't either. Finally, has President Biden told you whether he's going to seek re-election in 2024? What President Biden and I started our day talking about, as we normally do, is um, bringing in members of our intelligence community to review the, the presidential daily brief and talk about classified... There's nothing to do with the question I just asked you about 2024 there. ...information around threats to our national security and hot spots around the world. After that, we had an, another couple of meetings. In 2024, though, I asked you about 2024. And then I went over to the Capitol because I'm the president of the Senate and um, broke a tie vote there. And we are focused on implementation of the bipartisan infrastructure deal. So you're not discussing 2024 yet? Absolutely not. You know, Joe's actually no. just hoping to be alive uh, at that point. Just, just hoping to be alive by 2024, I'm thinking is... That's what most people are thinking. I don't know if he has the uh, wherewithal to be that uh, introspective. That said, let's move on to uh, this stupid censorship of GOP Representative Paul Gosar of uh, Arizona. He tweeted a cartoon. It was an anime cartoon where he uh, supposedly attacked uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with a sword and then uh, went on to attack Joe Biden. It was a kind of a stupid juvenile thing to do. And, I, you know, t Twitter makes people stupid. Twitter just kind of makes stuff. It makes people stupid, honestly. Uh, first of all, you need to not take Twitter so seriously. And second of all, don't drink and tweet. Just, you know, don't drink and tweet. You know, we talk about drinking and driving, and yes, we don't want to do that. But honestly, don't drink and tweet because a lot of this stupid crap is done probably while you're having a couple glasses of wine. I'm just saying. So he retweeted this, this picture. It was, it was an anime cartoon, and it had him superimposed over this uh, samurai warrior whatever and Kamala Harris, or not Kamala Harris, but AOC there. And, you know, and it was, it was a stupid thing to do, but honestly, really, really stupid to actually debate this when so much else is going on in the world. Here's, uh, here's Nancy Pelosi. Will Representative Gosar present himself in the well? And will Nancy Pelosi go jump in one? By its adoption of House Resolution 789, the House has resolved that Representative Paul Gosar of Arizona be censured. Don't you have anything better to do like getting those other 100 Dalmatian pelts? That Representative Paul Gosar forthwith present himself in the well of the House for the pronouncement of censure. Is it a time to feed the flying monkeys? That Representative Paul Gosar be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. Shame. And that Representative Paul Gosar be and is hereby removed from the Committee on Natural Resources and the Committee on... She's going to be from the Committee. Committee on Natural Resources Hold on. and is hereby removed from the Committee. The Committee. You're, you're, you're out of here. You are no longer on the committee. On natural resources and the committee on oversight and reform. 
Chardonnay. <laughs> pounding the gavel. <laughs> Probably pounding the Chardonnay, too. <laughs> there she is. Okay, so shame, shame, shame. Shame, 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 shame. Our dollar is going down. Your dollar is buying less. One thing that you can always depend on is precious metals, silver and gold. And if you are considering investing in those, American Hartford Gold is the company that I would suggest. They sell physical silver and gold delivered right to your door or inside of your IRA. They make it easy, by the way. Highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call them right now. They'll give you up to $1,500 worth of free silver on the first order. Yeah. Here is the number. 866-204-8226. 866-204-8226. Or text Rob, R-O-B, my name, to 65532. Remember that. Rob to 65532 for American Hartford Gold. Lauren Boebert just annihilating the squad. It was glorious. Glo- the best 60 seconds I've had since my honeymoon. It, I mean, boom, spectacular. Here's Lauren Boebert, and she was on fuego. Democrat policies are so pathetic and have done so poorly that the left has nothing else to do but troll the internet looking for ways to get offended and then try to target members and strip them of their committees. No, this censorship thing can really bring down your gas prices. This is a dumb waste of the House's time. But since the Speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions... Lowball inside, and she's going to knock it out of the ballpark. Shall we? The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid... Her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign (laughs) funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. Ilhan Omar. Whoa. A Democrat chairwoman incited further violence in the streets outside of a courthouse. And then the cherry on top. Oh, let's hear the cherry. My colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, yes. who is on the Intelligence Committee, yes. slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. This is unacceptable. And this would not be... Gentleman from Florida. Eric Swalwell. Yes, that is absolutely... Sleep with Fang Fang, or we like to call her Chitty Chitty Fang Fang. Uh... <laughs> That is fantastic. Uh, the left, of course, went bananas. Uh, they're they're very upset about this. The judge of the trial, uh, if Kyle Rittenhouse, slammed the media on Wednesday for their irresponsible reporting on the proceedings. It is uh, really quite frightening, is what he said, and and it is, and it is meant to do one thing. Uh, it is meant to intimidate the judge. It is meant to intimidate the jurors. It is meant to terrify the jurors, uh, not only for their own uh, well-being, but also for the sake of Kenosha not being burned to the ground like Minneapolis was. When I talked about um, problems with the media when this trial started, that's, we're there in part, not, not fully, but in part because of grossly irresponsible handling of what comes out of this trial. I will tell you this, uh, I'm going to think long and hard about uh, live television, the trial. I agree. Again, next time. I don't know. I, I, I've always been a firm believer in it because I think the people should be able to see what's going on. But when I see what's being done, it's really quite frightening. When you see frightening, something, that's the right word. When, when, when you see something this irresponsible by the media, 
why would you want to broadcast the trial? Why would you want to broadcast the trial? I mean, let it do it. Let them do it on their own. Let them, you know, they'll do it on their own without the without the uh, uh, without the broadcast. They'll they'll go ahead and they'll lynch uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. They'll do it on their own anyway. So what's the point in having the uh, the video footage to accompany it? Honestly, this man is one of the uh, the most prolific filmmakers and uh, authors. In the country, as a conservative, he is an American success story. He is an inspiration, and I am a huge fan. Dinesh D'Souza joins us on the phone. Hello, sir. Welcome back to the show. It's an honor to have you back on. Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it. Well, I got to tell you, um, I was watching your Twitter feed this morning. It's quite lively, quite lively. Let's start with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Uh, let's start with the release of the, the video being withheld by the prosecution. And then also, I guess, the prosecutor, uh, by holding up the AR, broke the law in the courtroom as well. Yeah, and you know, this is a... Uh, I've been trying to account for the bizarre behavior of the prosecution and I think, in a sense, what you see is it's a reflection of the bizarre approach that has been taken to the whole case by the left. Now, the reason that they are taking this approach is that they realize that it isn't just Kyle Rittenhouse who's on trial. So is Antifa, because you've got these marauding looters and rioters and thugs, basically, and they're the ones who confronted Rittenhouse. He didn't confront them. They came up to him. They attacked him. And so the media has been covering for these people for, you know, ever since George Floyd. And they have been, in a sense, operating on the assumption that these people are free to loot and riot and maraud. And the rest of us needs to basically turn the lights out and hide under our, you know, uh, hide under our beds at home. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny to see all of this made explicit. The prosecutor literally will say things like, well, all the guy was doing was rioting. And so, you know, <laughs> no, what's wrong with that? And uh, so I think this has become a fascinating uh, display to the American people of what the left is really all about. That's why I think we, um, uh, it's been such a metaphor for large occurrence in our society. Yeah, they've taken quite a while to debate this. So, you know, as with any trial, a quick verdict could mean one thing or another. Uh, you know, longer deliberations could mean one thing or another. Uh, the defense has filed for a, a mistrial because of the evidence or the high-definition video withheld by the prosecution. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the prosecution uh, dropped this at the last minute, this notion that, hey, you know what, oh. we've got a video, we've slowed it down, we've speeded it up, we've broken it up into frames, and it shows uh, Kyle Rittenhouse pointing his gun at people. Now, I don't think the video does show that, um, and it's clearly a video that is very, very grainy and ambiguous. So, if you're, you know, there's no question that there's reasonable doubt right there, but the fact that the prosecution didn't share this evidence with the defense so that both groups are looking at the same thing, I think is very shady, and I think might provide a pretext for the judge to say, hey, listen, if it's a, you know, if it's a, a hung jury, you declare a mistrial. But it could be a mistrial, I guess, with, with prejudice, making it much less likely, in fact, virtually impossible, that they could try Kyle Rittenhouse again. Yeah, I saw the shaman of January 6th, Jacob Chansley, has been sentenced to, uh, what, 41 months in federal prison for being let into the Capitol and not wrecking anything. 
I mean, this is downright outrageous and gives, you know, a new italicized meaning to the term political prisoner. Anybody who's listened to this guy can see, I mean, basically, he's a little bit of a kook. He's a little bit out there, but he's not a guy who's dangerous to society. And the idea that you want to lock this guy up for 41 months on top of what he's already been through, a guy potentially with some mental problems, this is, to me, just cruel and unusual punishment, and it's actually a gross reflection more on our judicial system yeah. than it is even on him. Yeah, um, there's debate about trying to get rid of Kamala Harris and uh, replace her uh, on the ticket in 2024. I heard this morning, this is unsubstantiated, she found some marbles on the top of her basement stairs this morning. Is there any truth to that? You know, I don't know, but I was sort of chuckling when I was reading the news reports about yes. it because, I mean, obviously the disasters that we're being oh. subjected to are all coming from Biden. You know, this is sort of oh. Bidenism. And maybe Kamala Harris had been placed where she could sort of be, you know, plan B, pick up the slack if Biden ever keeled over, which is an entirely uh, real possibility. Yeah. But, um, but I think you basically got a disaster at the top of the ticket, and you've got a disaster in the next place. So the Democrats yeah. orchestrated this. Let's remember, they're the ones who pushed these two people to the very front. This was not part of some open process. It's almost like they handpicked these two clowns, and now they're running the country and everyone is like, oh, my gosh, what are we, you know, who's, who's the guy who's driving the canoe? Now, I, I have had this theory since she was selected the VP. She brought nothing to the ticket, sir. She checked two boxes, woman and a person of color. That's what she checked. She has no popular appeal whatsoever. So why would they put her there unless, and I'm just going to say, there was some stuff going on in legislatures uh, and outside of legislatures around the country with regard to uh, voting, absentee ballots, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars pumped into Democrat districts with unmonitored ballot boxes by uh, Mark Zuckerberg, etc. Why was she put on the ticket? Well, without a doubt, I agree with you about the shenanigans. And I think that it's a pity that we haven't been able to fully bust this case. Um, but I think that the, um, the guy who's calling the shots here most likely is Obama. And I say that oh, yes. because this would explain the fact that Obama being the first black president, he goes, listen, how about Kamala Harris? She's not only black, but she's a woman. And then, of course, it all fits into the, the sensibility of the Biden people. I mean, they think that the most important thing about Pete Buttigieg is basically his nocturnal habits. So they're picking people <laughs> to be the first Hispanic, the first gay, the first woman. And so their cabinet looks like America. But then when you look at what they're doing, it seems like we've picked the stupidest people in America. Yeah, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, I, I want to ask you, I have said with regard to Joe Biden's mental abilities and his mental decline that the emperor is naked on a parade float with spotlights and a marching band in front of it. Right now, a plurality of people believe that he is mentally unfit. 48% say he is not. 46% say he is. Why is Jen Psaki never asked about that? Why are we not asked uh, to address the elephant in the room, which is he's not there? Well, it's because we have we don't have a real media in this country. Um, we have a group of people who wear the journalistic label, but these are people who would not hesitate for a minute 
to engage in brazen lying to cover up for the Biden administration. So there's not a shred of honesty in these people. And with regard to Biden, I think it's basically that he's only partially there, and the partially there that is there is really focused on his pocketbook and on corruption. So I'm, I'm sort of reluctant to get him off the hook by saying he's a pure nincompoop of the Jimmy Carter variety. He's yeah. a pure nincompoop of the Jimmy Carter variety, but then he's also corrupt in the manner of a Hillary Clinton or a Barack Obama. Yeah, finally, I'm looking forward to your uh, podcast with Stacey Langdon. She is a, uh, a parent in uh, Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, your thoughts on her and also the FBI, apparently with this leaked memo from an insider, they are unleashing the power of the FBI on parents who disagree with CRT and radical transgenderism. You know, I think that in some ways, as conservatives, when we say, you know, they are the effect of their memos, this threat tag, this way of tagging parents as domestic terrorists, we say, look, that's going to send a chill of fear down the backbone of parents. It's going to deter parents from speaking up. We've got to realize that's their objective. They love to hear that in a way because it shows that they're achieving their goal. Their goal is to chase parents back into the home yeah. so that the teachers' unions have a free run over the schools. So I think Merrick Garland is basically, well, I mean, a thug with a badge is maybe a strong way to put it. And some people may think that's unduly harsh, but I think it's only duly harsh. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, your latest book is United States of Socialism. You also have done this uh, wonderful movie, The Killing of America, as well as others. They're all available all over the place. And I, I don't know how, how you find the time to do it, but I'm, I'm glad you do, sir. It means a lot. And it's, it's uh, just an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It is time for me to go, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you for listening today. The show is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, if you would like to, and I would appreciate it if you do this, go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the show, and if you would, give me a review. Right now, I've got a lot of five-star reviews, and I greatly appreciate it. If you like the show, if you like the humor, you like the content, because I put a lot of content into this sucker then please leave a nice review for me. That would be gigantic. That would be gigantic. Big things are coming, guys. I am blessed to be here. God bless you. God bless our police. God bless our military. Never forget Ashley Babbitt's name. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.